What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast for those who are sick of listening to boring stats all the time. I'm Paul Orlando, and joining me today is my good pal, John Kirtner. Our other buddy, Bobby Amdol, is not with us this week, unfortunately. He's enjoying a much-deserved vacation over in the beautiful state of Hawaii. We hope he's having a blast over there. This is our fourth episode that we're really excited to bring to you guys. And as always, buckle up, because you're about to win or lose your fantasy week. What's going on, Paul? What's up, man? How's your uh, how's your Wednesday going? It's going pretty good. I'm excited for week five starting tomorrow night. Yes, Colts Broncos, baby. I know the big question of that game is: Does JT suit up? We don't know, or do we do no, know by now? He's out. He's out. Okay, that's what I thought. So Naheem stonks through the roof. Yes, maybe. And- Naheem Hines is, could be somebody you could have gotten on the waiver wire. Maybe. Probably in some leagues, I'm sure he was there, but probably in some deeper leagues, I'm sure he was picked up. But just speaking about the waiver wire, John, who were you targeting this week? Were you, did you have anybody special in mind that you were going after? Yeah, I need a backup quarterback now because Tua got hurt. So I got Lamar as my starting quarterback. Oh, boo-hoo you. I was targeting Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not a bad I put, one. I put down $15 fob. I really wanted him on my team because this is a keeper league that we're in. So if Kenny Pickett blows up, then I have a waiver keeper, which means I get to keep him a round after the latest keeper. Right. So I'm exactly. Kenny Pickett pulls some magic. Now, if Lamar were to get hurt. Well, don't, don't put that evil on me. Yeah, I, I don't wish that at all as we – we do not wish injuries. But if he were, I would not feel comfortable starting Kenny Pickett. So I'd probably have to go stream a quarterback at that point. But I'm strictly doing Kenny Pickett right now just for keeper purposes and for the possible chance I hit a home run on him. How about gotcha. you? Yeah, I actually threw $9 of my fob at a Jaguars receiver named Zay Jones. Dude, uh, nice. He, yeah. yeah. He was out last week, right? He was out last week, and I forget who, but somebody cut him last week because he was hurt. And not was it you? I think. Well, thank you, John. I think I did. That, yeah. <laughs> that Jaguars offense, besides last week against Philly, who your Eagles are just playing immaculate defense, immaculate football all around. I figured that as a one shot thing. I think the Jaguars offense is really rolling, so I want a piece of it. Who would? Did you ever think? that this early in the beginning of October, we'd be saying that the Lions and the Jaguars offenses are both not only fantasy relevant, but exploding. Unless your name's Travis. I don't know what's, that's what I love about the NFL though. There's teams like this every single year that just come out of nowhere and shock the league. I mean, dude, the Jags are playoff uh, contenders right now. And it's cool to see they could win the division. Dude, they absolutely could. The Colts are dog shit who the Titans don't look that great. Yeah. And the Texans are ass. Dude, I wonder what the I wonder what the the odds are for the Jags win the division right now. It's minus 220. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, dude. I'll I'll see. Did you so anyone else other than Zay Jones? And are you starting Zay Jones, Paul? I am not starting Zay Jones. I'm going to stick with Curtis Samuel. I know he didn't have that great of a game last week, but he does lead the team in targets. I know I talked about him a little bit last episode. Okay. Right now my options are Mike Thomas, Gabe Davis, or Curtis Samuel, and Mike Thomas did not practice again today. Gabe Davis has just been running wind sprints during the game. He's playing like 98% of snaps and getting two targets. So he's just essentially there for cardio purposes. And so Curtis Samuel right now looks like my best bet. Or I could sneak Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in there. I don't know, because I threw Dobbins into my RB2. Well, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, Paul. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, I am... Real quick, Jags are the favorites to win the division at plus 160. Wow. Wow. So I guess that means we should take the Colts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> take the Colts. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, any other, like, roster moves or waiver things that you want to talk about before we jump into a few segments we got for you guys? No, I think that's it. I got – I mean, I, I'm still dealing with that Javante Williams injury. I'm going to stash him on my IR until someone's got to take his spot, and then I'm going to let him go. Yeah. I hear you. And uh, Mike Boone 
for those of you wondering who watched the TikTok, Mike Boone was our number one waiver ad that we suggested. And he did go for $50 of FOB. So in our league, in our league, in our yeah. league. And I know which is crazy. I, it is crazy. It is crazy. But the thing is, running backs at this point of the year are never available on the waiver wire. Like yeah. your window to find your RB2 is week one, maybe week two off the waiver wire. And then it's essentially, especially if you have like, we added a bench spot in our league this year. So we have even more depth for people to keep guys in. So our waiver wire spread pretty thin. So I'm totally okay with, if you desperately need a running back, I didn't desperately need him. So I only threw, I think 25, $26 at him. But yeah. if you're in desperate need, That's who, a lot too. that I don't is a lot. I just don't see the hype around it. It's just like, they have Russ now. So it's not like it's like a shitty quarterback where you're like, no, going to be running the ball all the time. Like I think the Broncos are just going to get right into the passing game and really focus on that. Yeah. No, it wouldn't surprise me. But again, you just never know. And at the end of the year, if Mike Boone puts up Javante Williams like numbers, nobody's going to bat an eye at that fifty dollars that you spent on him. So true. Yeah, if you want a guy, go get him. Amen. Amen. All right, Joanne, let's jump into this though. So our first segment, what we're going to do is we're going to talk. Joanne, I love that. All right, all right, I'm Joanne now. <laughs> Uh, I love it. All right. So our first segment, John, what we're going to do is these are hot takes. These are hot takes that are going to win or lose you your week. And what we call this, we call it hot potato, rotten tomato. So John, I want you to first go over who is your hot potato? Who is your spicy habanero hot take that you think could win your fantasy week for you? Yeah. I think looking ahead to week five, it all comes down to matchups and you're looking to get you're looking at the defenses that have given up a lot of points to players in that position. So that's what I was looking for. And I'm looking at Russell. This is actually a great segue because we're just talking about the Broncos and yeah. how I don't really think Boone is going to get that much volume. So I do think that the Broncos are going to rely on the passing game which means Russell Wilson is my hot potato quarterback for week five. He's coming off a very big game against the Raiders. I think he's going to carry that momentum, bring it home when they play the Colts, who have just been super shitty this year, always finding out ways to lose games. And Russell Wilson looked alive last week, like the old Russell we knew. He had two touchdowns, or he had three touchdowns. One of them was a rushing touchdown, so that's pretty nice to see, some youth in Russell Wilson. And I just think it's the it's also is boosting the stonks in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy for sure. Just because I think Russell Wilson is going to be passing a lot more times than he did in the last four weeks. Yeah. Now I, uh, I'm a big Russell Wilson hater as a person and as a teammate, but I agree with you. I mean, he's starting to look a little bit better. Cortland Sutton has been producing even with Russell Wilson struggling in the first couple of weeks. So Lord knows what his ceiling is. I love that one. I love that one. And we'll jump to wide receiver for me. My hot potato, and again, everyone remember, this is a hot take. This is hot. I'm trying to make it spicy for you. I'm going to go Chris Olave, the wide receiver for the Saints. You just made so many people happy. The guys I know. who picked him in like the 12th round or whatever. He, I got him in two of my four leagues this year, and I love him to death. The only thing that scares me is I'm not sure if Jameis Winston is going to be under center, who – we've seen year after year loves to just throw up prayers and that's where Olave that's where he thrives he's a great deep ball guy he's getting a horrible Seahawks defense who just gave up 45 or more points to the Lions who I know we love the Lions this year but still that is a ridiculous number so if Jameis does play I love this take even more if Andy Dalton's there yeah, it'll still work. It'll still work. We, okay. we, we, yeah, but, you got to stick to your hot take. Yeah, here. I'm sticking to my guns here. So I think Chris Olave, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for 150 yards and two scores. That it? Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that is really hot. But what round did you draft him in? So I got him in my one auction league. So I think I got him for like $8. And then you start off with 200 bucks. I mean, dude, it seems like Olave is the best rookie receiver right now. Would we agree on that? Is there anyone that could be contending? No, I think 
through and through overall. It's Olave. If Drake London had a decent game this yeah, week, you could throw him in. Drake London, maybe. Yeah, but Mariota only completed seven passes last week, bro. And so right now it's Olave. He's a PPR machine this year, and we love to see that from rookies out of the gate because big plays are just icing on the cake. But if you just see your rookie wide receiver getting peppered left and right, six targets, eight targets, whatever it is, double-digit targets even, that's like the, just the best. Dude, nothing better than having a rookie receiver in your flex and you're checking your phone like every 10 minutes sitting on the couch and you're just watching his points go up from two to six to eight. And it's just, ah, uh, and that's just one drive. It's My hot potato running back of week five. And this is a running back that we talked a lot of shit on in episode three. His name's Dalvin Cook. I'm looking up. Yes. You like that? Yes. Give him life. Give Dalvin life. Yeah, it's not over yet. Disappear right now. Like we're rooting for Dalvin Cook here. Especially the people. Yeah, we love Dalvin Cook overall. Here. He is playing against the Bears. So I can see the Vikings getting a lead very early and just wanting to control the clock. And then they're going to just hand it off to Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook is continuing to get RB1 volume. Uh, he's just not putting up RB1 production. So that changes this week. That's my hot potato. The Bears have let up. They have allowed two running backs to have 100 or more yards against them this year. So with the volume Dalvin Cook is getting, I think it's going to be very easy for him to get 100 yards. The Bears are also allowing opposing running backs to have five yards per carry. And Dalvin Ooh. Cook is averaging... 20 rushing attempts a game so do the math he's guaranteed 100 yards yeah, let's do the Lock math. It in. <laughs> yeah the it was the bears that gave aaron jones i remember in week two a lot of people were freaking out about aaron jones get him in the second round and then he played the bears and aj had a great game so i love that i love that for dalvin cook we're rooting for dalvin cook please don't take last episode as we we don't want to see dalvin cook thrive because we love yeah. him and i also but, was the one who said it's an overreaction that he's becoming fantasy irrelevant so dalvin if you're watching this we love you <laughs> yeah we love you we love you dalvin <laughs> all right so moving on to a position that really nobody gives a shit about but we're going to talk about it as the tight end so right now my hot potato and this is again when i did these i was drinking a little wine last night going through my notes and i was like i gotta make this a little spice make this a little fun so my tight end that I think is going to have an awesome week. I think that Pat Fryermuth for the Steelers leads the team in receiving. And is that week. because Kenny Pickett's the starter? It's definitely in part because of Kenny Pickett, but let me just throw some numbers at you, John. Ready? 10, 7, 4, and 9. Is that his target share? That's the amount of targets he's been getting week to week. So he's averaging around eight targets a week, which for your tight end spot, sign me up. Now you get a rookie quarterback who, what's a rookie quarterback's favorite weapon? Is the tight end. A little safety blanket over the middle. Yeah. And then, yeah. And the but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Pat Fryermuth, if they let the Muth loose and he had a great let game. Let the Muth loose. That's good, dude. That's good. All right, moving on to Rotten Tomato, as the segment calls for. This would be our hot take. Players that have been decent this year, maybe, but you think they're going to have a poopy week five. Perfect. Quick mic check. One, two, one, two. Do I sound good? All yeah, right. sounds good. Sorry, my mic unclipped. This is a new thing for me. Paul, my Rotten Tomato running back, my Rotten running back, is Melvin Gordon. I got I'm doing some weird stuff with the Broncos this week. I I think Russ is going to have a big game. I think Melvin Gordon is not the answer for the rushing attack on the Broncos. And to be quite honest, I don't think there is an answer to the rushing attack now that Javante Williams is done. Am I sour that he's injured and he's on my team? Yes. Am I mad that I reached for him in the second round when I could have gotten CD? Yeah, dude. Of course I'm mad. So that's why I picked him. No, but I'm serious. He has not played over 41% of snaps in a game yet. And I know that's because Javante Williams was in. Um, so it was a 60-40 share there for the 1A and the 1B. But I just don't see Melvin Gordon's snap count shoot up 20% to reach Javante workload. People always think that the next man up is just going to fill those shoes. 
Melvin Gordon is not going to do that. He's past his prime. I, I see this week as like a tryout for Boone and Gordon. They're going to see who the hot hand is. They're going to keep whoever is hot in there. And if neither of them are hot, then they're just going to rely on Russ to throw bombs. I actually completely agree with everything you just said there. And I think it is worth noting. I mean, maybe worth noting. I mean, whatever. The Broncos signed Latavius Murray to their yeah, practice squad this week. It's like if, if anybody cares about that. Yeah. Is he even going to suit up? So, probably not. I mean, he played Sunday. He played for the Saints Sunday. It's got to be so weird. It's like you like, jog off the field and go, you got a new job. You're in Denver. Yeah. Like, by the way, we just cut you to the practice squad and the Broncos immediately picked you up. You're flying to Denver and you're paying for your yeah. <laughs> yeah, Latavius Murray definitely had to pay for that flight. Yeah, you're flying economy. You're flying yeah, Southwest. Right. So I, I love that, John. I love that. So my Rotten Tomato, uh, this actually pains me because I do have him in another big money league. But my Rotten Tomato at the wide receiver position is Tyreek Hill. And the only reason I'm saying that, the only reason <clears throat> is because he's facing, he's going to be going one-on-one against a stud rookie cornerback named Sauce Gardner this week. And Robert Sala is a defensive-minded coach. Do we know if he's a great head coach yet? We don't. But he is a decent defensive coordinator. He's a great defensive coordinator. And now he's obviously running the defense over there in New York. And I think a lot of people have learned from Belichick over the years, number one way to stop a good offense is you take away their primary weapon. You take away their number one gun. And so I think that Sauce, this is a huge game for him. I think he's ready for the challenge. Don't be surprised if he steps up and he proves that Tyreek Hill is human. Okay, yeah. And like we've noticed so far this year, a lot of Tyreek Hill's points are coming on like one or two plays. So all you have to do is just – Eliminate the big play, play some no-doubles defense, and you can usually contain Tyreek Hill's fantasy points. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he did. Tyreek Hill did drop a dud, I think, week two. He had under five points. Well, dude, the game against the Ravens, like, he had six points in the fourth quarter, and then he just goes off for, like, 90 yards and two touchdowns. So yeah. the end score is always nice to see, but for those that, you know, aren't really – interested in the crazy like nerdy stats just know this a lot of Tyreek Hill's fantasy points are coming on two big plays a game yeah you're absolutely right all right I am in charge of doing my rotten quarterback for week five a quarterback that had a good week last week that I think is going to come down to earth. His name is Jared Goff. He had a great week last week because of the game script. It was an absolute shootout, probably one of the most entertaining games of the week. And so he had to just be slinging the ball. And he didn't have DeAndre Swift to hand it off to. He did have Jamal Williams. He did a pretty good job. But also, let's note this, that TJ Hawkinson was responsible for half of those yards that Jared Goff got in fantasy. If the Patriots can just zone in on... T-Hawk and keep Jared Goff at an average gameplay, then you know, you're gonna get your usual Jared Goff 20 points, which is fine, but he's not gonna have a blowout week like he did last week. That's my rotten tomato of week five. Dude, I love that, John. You know why? It's because we're on the same wavelength and we didn't even talk about this. My rotten tomato tight end is TJ Hawkinson. No way. Yeah, I think that Hawk Daddy comes back down to earth this week. Similar to what I mentioned about Tyreek Hill and taking away the number one weapon. Now, I know the Lions have a lot of great weapons on their team, but they're playing the Patriots this week. And what Belichick loves to do is he loves to take away primary weapons. Yes. So you best believe that Bill watched the game last week and watched Hawkinson go nuts, and he's not going to let that happen to him. This game could... Honestly, this game actually could be pretty good. The third string quarterback for the Patriots did not look bad. I don't even know his name. Yeah, Bailey Zapp. Yeah, so that was our hot potato, rotten tomato. And now moving forward to the next segment. I love that we're doing these segments, by the way. I think it's, love it. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. So what we have for you guys today is we're going to do some start or sit. So we're going to take two candidates, two or three candidates from actually teams in our league. So we wanted to make sure the different draft spots lined up that you could probably be a team in your league that has these two guys that are talking. Maybe you have these two guys and you're trying to figure out what to do. We're going to try and help you out with that. So I took some teams. John took some teams and we're just going to take turns naming players, saying who we would start and who we would sit and go from there. And I don't know who you're putting 
And I don't think you know who I'm putting either. So this, yeah, and it's nice because we there's no way that we can have the same players. So this is going to exactly. go pretty smooth, I think. All right, exactly. Cool. You want me to start? Yeah, start us off. All right, Paul, start or sit. Deontay Johnson against the Bills, or Tyler Lockett against the Saints, and this is for your wide receiver two slot. Who? Deontay gets Kenny Pickett for his first full game. Tyler Lockett's playing the Saints. Yeah. Well, the thing is, DK is probably going to take a lot shit. of Mark on Lattimore. <laughs> He's probably going to have to shit again. He's going to take a huge take shit. That in consideration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you definitely always have to consider the poops. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to break your heart. I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. I think he's been putting up some really great consistent numbers lately. The Saints are a mess all around right now. Marshawn Lattimore will be primarily on DK Metcalf, which opens Tyler Lockett up. I'm going to go with probably not the favorable decision and go Tyler Lockett. Okay. I'm trying to – who did the Bills Who did the Bills play last week? The Ravens. Okay. And how did your receivers do against the Ra- the Bills? Not well. Dobbins had two of the touchdowns and we only scored. So Dobbins had both of our touchdowns. So no okay. receiver caught a touchdown. It wasn't a good game offensively, unless your name was J.K. Dobbins. I can see. I mean, dude, talk about a wake up call. Like, welcome to the league type of game for Kenny Pickett, dude. <laughs> dude, I know. Like, he threw three picks last week in like a half of a game. <laughs> this is, oh, man. I mean, I hope Kenny Pickett does well, but dude, that Josh would be cool for the league, but yeah, dude, Josh Allen's going to throw his like fifth touchdown and run down the sideline, just flicking Kenny Pickett off. <laughs> What's up, bitch? All right, so I got, I couldn't really decide here, John. So I'm going to throw three players out at you. Okay. All right, so for your flex spot, Garrett Wilson against the Dolphins, Drake London against the Bucks, or Brandon Cooks against the Jags. Oh, man. They all have pretty bad quarterbacks. Okay, I'm going to take out Drake London there. I think the Bucks are going to shut down the Falcons. However, the Falcons will be down, so they probably will be passing. Ooh. All right, then I'm going to – I'm actually going to – I'll keep Drake London in for the first round of elimination. Brandon Cooks is going to get eliminated there because the Jets play pretty well. So, Brandon Cooks, I'm going to say no. See, I like three weeks ago, it would have been Garrett Wilson easy because Flacco was the quarterback. I know, dude. <laughs> so, and so this is Zach Wilson's second. He played the full game last week, right? Yes. And he did a lot of handing off to Brees Hall, though Brees Hall got a ton of targets. All right, you know what? I'm going to say Garrett Wilson here. Zach Wilson has had a full week to practice. He's probably had more than that. Since he started, he's had a full week. So I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson here, and he's a flex play for sure, right? Yeah. Flex play. Yeah, in the okay. flex. All right, nice. All right, Paul, start or sit Kareem Hunt versus the Chargers or Alan Lazard versus the Giants for the flex spot? Ooh, <clears throat> I'm assuming a PPR league, right? Yeah, this is all PPR. Okay, who do the Browns play again? The Browns play the Chargers. So I'm going to go Kareem Hunt here. I'm going to go Kareem Hunt over Alan Lazard, and you have to hear me out for this. Yeah, I think – Hot take. Yeah, I think the Chargers – I think the Chargers could put up some points, and therefore the Browns are forced to continue to throw the ball. They're not just going to jump to a two-touchdown lead with Chubb on the ground. And Kareem Hunt is certainly their best option. The only way this actually works out, the only way, is if Kareem Hunt catches like six passes. That's really the only way that this works out. Yeah. Or but, if, like Chubb, if like Chubbs, if he's not running a 50 yard touchdown and he's like getting stopped in the like within five yards of the end zone, like they might. Yeah. So, like, you're banking on Kareem Hunt being touchdown dependent there. Yeah. So, really, I just think Lazard's the smarter move there because it's against the Giants. And like, this is the game where I think Aaron Rodgers could go off and I think that he could just pepper Lazard in terms of PPR points. So I'm going to disagree with you there. I yeah, think I'd rather no. take a wide receiver one at my flex than a running back two at my flex. That's true. That's a good point. And I think Lazard is definitely the safer option. Okay. <clears throat> definitely the safer option. But 
the reason I didn't pick Gal Lazard is actually because my starter sit for you is Romeo Dubs against the Giants. Okay. Or Brian Ayuk against the Panthers. Flex. Oh, and Ayuk sucked last week or on Monday. And he's going to be on six days rest. Oh, you know what? I'll go Dubs here. I yeah. like Dubs. Yeah, I mean, Ayuk is not really impressing me that much this year. He doesn't have as big of a big playability than our boy Romeo does. So I'll go Dubs there. I just think I think the Packers are going to roll in the Giants. So I would take those wide receivers over the Niners wide receivers. Unless it's yeah. Of course. You think the uh, the Giants Cinderella story ends this week? Yeah, they're three and yeah. one. No, they're gonna lose. They'll lose this week for sure. Okay. Aaron yeah, Rodgers that was like that. Yeah, that team that we mentioned there with Romeo Dubs and Ayuk. I'm sorry that you do not. Well, it's actually a good thing you don't really have a hard choice to make. I think we both agree with Dubs being the guy yeah. there. Yeah. All right, I got. I think this one might be easy, but matchups come into play for this. Actually, no, this one's kind of a breeze. Jacoby Myers versus the Lions or Tyler Bur- Tyler Boyd versus the Ravens at your flex spot? Man, so first thing I'll say, I think both games have the potential to be a high-scoring affair. Same. And, but with that being said, Jacoby Myers is the clear-cut wide receiver one. Tyler Boyd is a distance wide receiver three, even though Tyler Boyd does cook my Ravens usually. That's why I picked them. Oh, man. Putting salt in the wound, John. I'm going to go just because my – my and I hate – I actually hate this one. This is like you don't win here. So it's like you either have a turkey sandwich and a ham sandwich, but they both have shit on it. So they're both still considered shit sandwiches. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah. so it depends if you want turkey or ham. And right now I'm preferring turkey, so I'll go Jacoby Myers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The turkey shit sandwich, Jacoby Myers gets the spot at flex. Yeah, I mean, do you when you look for your flex spots, do you look for the in a PPR league? Are you looking for guys that tend to catch more or big playability? Because that's what Tyler Boyd he's gonna get. He could get you like twelve points in one play, and that's it. And like you're not mad. It's your flex spot. You got twelve points. All right. But then if Jacoby Myers isn't catching the ball and he's not involved, then he's putting up a donut. What's your strategy there? My strategy is, <clears throat> so depending on how the rest of my team is shaped out, I'll use the flex as like a boomer bust. I personally like to use my flex as more of a safer option. And I try to draft my wide receiver one, wide receiver two, those guys who have big playability. So like right now, my wide receiver one, wide receiver two are CD Lamb and Jalen Waddle. Like huge upside guys, huge upside guys. So I like to have my flex. I'm okay at the end of the week. If I look down, my flex has 10 points. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I'd rather him have that than put up a donut or have three targets for one play that's an 80-yard touchdown, which very rarely happens, especially this year. But that's just me. I thought that was going to be easy for Boyd because, honestly, because the Bengals are playing the Ravens, I was leaning towards Boyd. But you might have convinced me there with Myers. He hasn't played the last two games. That kind of worries me. Ah, okay. See, I did not know that. Yeah. Ooh, so man. Tyler Boyd? <laughs> no, the it's line, tough, dude. It, this is the it's the same thing. This is turkey and ham shit sandwich as well. Yeah, it just depends if you prefer turkey or ham. I'm gonna go with Tyler Boyd. Okay, okay, no. For the big play ability, there, I think that the Ravens have given up a lot of big plays this year. So if it's not Jamar Chase or T Higgins making it, it'll be Tyler Boyd. And I'm probably going to be wrong on this take. So we'll just strike this from the You record. you could be right. My Ravens defense right now is ass. All right. So mine is we saw this guy have a resurgence this past week. A guy who was probably taken in the 4th or 5th round. I forget exactly where he went with ours. But I'm going to go DJ Moore against the Niners or Daryl Henderson against the Cowboys and you cannot look who has I'm uh, not what no I was gonna say you can't go to the Rams practice and see who's kissing McVay's ass this week whether it's Akers uh-uh. or Henderson. you can't you have to you just have to guess okay well I'm not picking DJ Moore because Baker Mayfield looks abysmal so I'm just gonna hope that Henderson who are the Rams playing again Dallas 
Okay. Dallas decent defense. Decent yeah, defense. Exactly. I'm still going to go with Henderson just because, I mean, a wide receiver can only be good as good as their quarterback. A running back can be good with a shitty quarterback. I'll go with there, and Henderson does not have a shitty quarterback. I'm just going to go with the does guy. It? I mean, Stafford knows how to manage a game better than Baker. So That's I'll, very go true. With, I'll go with the Rams here and Henderson. Uh, I'm going to hope that he just gets pay dirt and can get me some yards. Maybe a touchdown and like 50 yards, 11 points for my flex. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And did you know that Baker Mayfield actually leads the league by a wide margin in batted balls on the line of scrimmage? No way. So he's not getting the ball around the defensive line? Is that what you no. mean? No. Yeah, he's holding onto the ball too long, and then he's just a smaller guy, naturally. Yeah. Shout out to my short kings. But he's – yeah, these defensive linemen are getting their bare mitts on the ball and knocking it down before a play can even happen, which worries the shit out of me. Dude, Mayfield looks so much cooler in a Browns uniform than he does the Panthers. He looks—he doesn't fit. Anyone who gets traded to the Panthers, they're just like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my fourth starter sit is Clyde Edwards-Elair versus the Raiders, or J.K. Dobbins against the Bengals for the RB two slot. So this one hits very close to home because this is my team, and. Right now, I do have Dobbins in it as my RB2. I loved his usage last week against the Bills, a tough defense. And he did score two touchdowns, which to take that with a grain of salt. But just watching him, he's explosive. He was cutting really well. It Knock on wood, it doesn't look like he's hindered at all by that injury. He looks really crisp out there. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has, let's just be very honest, he's been an efficient machine this year. He's usually only getting 10 touches, but he's like scoring at least a touchdown every game. So I'm going to go with what I perceive to be a high scoring affair, which I'm not saying the Chiefs and the Raiders couldn't be that as well. But divisional game, they're going to want to run the ball. I think that Dobbins has a better day. I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I think that it's going to be a real high scoring game. So any player in a high scoring game, you want to have in your starting roster just because there's going to be more touchdowns and we love touchdowns in fantasy football don't we paul we love touchdowns you know the over under on that game no i can find out though because let's guess guess. i'm gonna go 52 and a half no that's high i'm gonna go 48 and a half i'm gonna go 47 and a half okay but yeah i think a lot of people i was thinking about this the other day like over and unders that's actually like a huge stat for fantasy purposes because you yeah. want games with higher overs. Yeah, and definitely. That scream shootout. Yeah. What do the fucking Ravens play? Ravens play the Bengals. I know. At one? No, night game, Sunday night. Oh, it's Sunday night football on NBC. Oh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood makes me horny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's 48 and a half, you fucking cheater. Dude, I did not look that up. I swear to God. I swear to God, I did not look that up. Ravens favored by three points. Paul. I know. <laughs> I know. Were you saying no or I know? Like, I know. And I don't know. I. It's because you're home. That's why. Yeah, that's you the get three reason why. Automatically for being at home. And your Ravens are 0 2 at home. They are. They're 0 5 at home. You know what? I last. think you guys are going to get your first win this week. God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Really but really. we'll move on. I got a couple more for you, but I really want to just touch on this one because of the big news about Jonathan Taylor. So for your flex spot, Devontae Smith or Naheem Hines? I'm going to go – I'm not a big fan of starting players on Thursdays. I don't – I'm not a fan. Dude, you're is not that, – Is that a myth? No, dude, Thursday night games have just been so weird the past couple years. Like, they, they've just been weird. It's because they're coming off of short days rest. So, I'm going to take that into consideration. I'm going to take into – I mean, Naheem Hines, he – We've seen him do it. We've seen him take on RB1 workload. This Jonathan Taylor absence happened very late notice, so I don't think the Colts are going to be quite prepared in their rushing attack. 
which is why I will go with Devontae Smith against the Cardinals. Eagles are five-point favorites, which means we're expecting a lot of touchdowns thrown early and often. So I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is showing a lot of fantasy inconsistency this year. He's had more bad games than good. They started him on all of his bad games, and I benched him on his good games. So, Yeah, Devontae Smith did put up a donut week one. Four targets, yeah, no catches. Yeah, that was a weird game. That was all A.J. Brown. That was just welcome to Philadelphia, A.J. Yeah. Brown. Yeah, so I agree with you. I actually love Devontae Smith against the Cardinals. Yeah, like you said, Thursday night games are weird. The Colts look horrible. Like, they just don't look good. Yeah. So I agree with you. I got one more for you, Paul. Okay. We got starter sit Robert Woods versus the Commanders. Juju Smith-Schuster against the Raiders for the flex position. So I didn't even really have to think about this one. I'm going Robert Woods. Me too. Yeah, and I honestly didn't even hear who you said the Titans play, but I don't care. Juju, if you want to talk about inconsistency, the whole Chiefs offense, as electric and as fun they are to watch – they are the most incredibly difficult team to predict. Like we said before, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been incredibly efficient. And if you take away half of his touchdowns, he's not the player he is. So Juju is doing what they signed him to do. He's just getting those dirty yards over the middle in the middle part of the field, setting the team up for those crazy Andy Reid trick plays, those crazy shovel passes, crazy motion plays, all that stuff. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bobby Trees here, just because the Titans. Derrick Henry does look better, but Bobby Trees is the number one. He's the number one receiving option on that team. And Traylon Burks, I think, got hurt last week, didn't yeah. he? That's what I was gonna say. Let's not forget Robert Woods will be the wide receiver one this week, and he's going against the Commanders. So yeah. uh, the Commanders are much better against the rushing attack than they are the passing attack. So I agree with you. Bobby Trees gets the start. <clears throat> my flex position if I'm deciding between him and Juju Smith-Schuster. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. So I'll just do one more for you. And honestly, this is the teams I have. I'm sorry, because these are easy decisions for you, but it's not good. Josh Reynolds against the Pats or Michael Gallup against the Rams. And let's just assume that St. Brown doesn't play. Then Reynolds for that reason. Let's give it a little bit for Michael Gallup to heat up. I mean, we I, we got to see him score a touchdown last week, so that was pretty cool. That would have been the last player that I would have put money on to score a touchdown last week. So I could be wrong here. Maybe Gallup gets involved very quick. Is Dak playing? No, he can't even grip a football, dude. He, like, <clears throat> McCarthy came out and said that he couldn't even grip a football yet. Okay. That's one of the most important things for a quarterback. That's what they say, at least. I know. I know. Yeah, you can't do that. They're going to have Cooper rush in. Then, yeah, I'll go with Reynolds. You would too, I'm guessing. Yep. So this new segment that we're bringing out, I'm actually really excited for. It's called King of the Roster. So very similar to King of the Hill, King of the Call to Zach, whatever you played as a kid. What we're going to do is we are going to just rapid fire name guys. And we're going to pick if that person is going to outscore the other person, have the best week this week, have the better week. And then whoever that person is, we're going to name another one and see if we would rather take him over the original running back. And we're eventually going to get down to who's going to be the king of the roster. Yeah. So, John, I'll start us off. One guy who's been a little disappointing, but a high draft pick. And then another person who has come out of the RB dead zone looking like a superhero recently. Oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to go Najee Harris against the Bills or Miles Sanders oh. against the Cardinals. Didn't think you were going to say that. All right. So Najee Harris or Miles Sanders? Najee Harris did not receive a single target last week, or he didn't have a catch. Yeah. And then they do have, okay, Steelers play the Bills. Okay, I'm going to go with Najee here. I'm expecting Miles Sanders to have a little bit of, well, actually, he's going to have much less rushing attempts than he did last week because the weather is going to be absolutely beautiful in Arizona. So I think they're just going to be throwing the ball a lot more. So I'll go with Najee Harris as my king of the roster there. Okay. 
All right. Okay. So then for our listeners, what we're doing now is I'm going to come up with another player and, but Najee Harris stays. All yep. right. So Najee Harris or James Robinson. Oh, that's a good one. Let me see. J Rob's healthy, right? Yeah. And they're He's playing gone. the Texans. <clears throat> they're playing the Texans. So worth noting that J Rob did have under three points this week against the Eagles though. But other than that, he has been nothing short of spectacular with averaging over 15 points a game in the first three weeks. And so he does get the Houston Texans who are a bad defense. ETN is vanishing from fantasy relevance. Dare I say, hate to say, but so I'm going to go James Robinson. Okay. So the King gets defeated. Najee he Harris does. taken down by James Robinson. Paul's predicting James Robinson to have a better week five than Najee Harris. All right. I'm trying All to think, right. should we just make this like a running back edition tonight? And then we can do a different set of positions the other weeks? Yeah, if you want to. Okay, cool. Let's just find the running back king of the roster, okay? okay. So because that way, obviously, if we were to mix in quarterbacks and wide receivers, it may make the decision a little bit easier. So yeah, for those that are having a hard time deciding between what running backs to start, maybe this will help you. All right, we have James Robinson as the king of the roster right now. Paul, could Damian Pierce take over James Robinson this week on the king of the roster? Damian Pierce had a great week four. He goes against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Yeah, so I'm picking between two guys who are going to be sharing a field together. Damian Pierce has looked fantastic, especially recently. But J-Rob has as well. That's a really good one. I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. I am I'm riding the hype train. I'm riding the hype train. And the reason I say that <clears throat> is because let's see how many targets did Damian Pierce get last week? Yeah, so that's exactly I knew it. That's exactly why I'm picking Damian Pierce. How many? He, Tell our viewers. <laughs> he got six targets last week. He okay. got six, and six, six catching. Yeah, six targets, six catches a rushing touchdown over a hundred yards on the ground and only 14 attempts. The dude was running wild. So I think if the Jaguars do go up a good amount of points, they will feed James Robinson, but he's an in-between the tackles kind of runner. He's more North South. He doesn't catch as many passes as he used to. He caught a little bit last year, not a lot, but Damian Pierce, they do work him in the receiving game. So I'm going to go Damian Pierce in the hopes that maybe the Jaguars get to an early lead to Trevor Lawrence, maybe throws a couple touchdowns. Texans got to play catch up. They don't shy away from the run, but they also pass a decent amount to the running back. So I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. All right. So we have not had a King last two rounds. So let's see if we can find someone that Damian Pierce continues to beat out, Paul. Yes. All right. So let's start getting to the heavy hitters. Yeah, let's exactly. start getting to the heavy hitters. Damian Pierce competes against yes. the the previous Kings. Let's see here. So I'm going to go with another person who's a lot of volume, but relatively disappointing. Joe Mixon playing the Ravens this week. A guy who was a late or a late first, early second. Damian Pierce or Joe Mixon? I'm sorry, Damian Pierce, but I got to go with Joe Mixon here. He's going against the Ravens. I'm expecting him to catch a decent amount of balls. He's projected three three catches. I think he's going to get a little bit more than that. And they're playing at night, so we got primetime ball. So I'm going to go Joe Mixon, feels the energy, and beats out Damian Pierce. Okay. I think I this love- is going to get a little bit interesting because we're at the top tier players right now. Yeah, we're getting to the top now. I, I love that you think that because I have Joe Mixon. I hope the Ravens still win, but I hope Joe goes nuts. Paul, will, right. Joe, will Joe Mixon score more points than Aaron Jones this week? Aaron Jones is playing against the Giants. Ooh. I'm going to keep Joe Mixon on top of the hill. I think that Joe's going to have a better day than Aaron Jones. And for the simple fact that we talked about earlier, I think the Packers kind of steamrolled the Giants. Yeah. And – A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, he is definitely still a great running running back, but A.J. Dillon is just an absolute monster and a beast to tackle. And let's be honest, the guy you'd probably rather have the ball when you're up 
And yeah. so <clears throat> they want to, you know, if they they catch those points, like a big lead, they may just start feeding AJ Dillon just to yeah. get him some work in. Yeah. I so, like I, yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep mixing up there. I'm going to keep mixing up there. All right. So we have our first two round winner here. Let's see if we can get him to three. All right. Joe Mixon or Austin Eckler, who Eckler's playing the Browns. Eckler finally got back to relevance last week, but mind you, John, he is only seeing around 50% of the snap count. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I'm going to stick with Joe Mixon here. Yes. Austin Eckler is projected to score higher, but I like Mixon against the Raven. Yeah, we're going to stick with that. We're going to stick with that. Eckler has been pretty bad, except for last week. So I'm going to roll with the consistent guy and Joe Mixon there. I love it. All right, let's do one more because we know who these heavy hitters are. So will Joe Mixon score more points than Christian McCaffrey against the Niners? Oh, man. I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. I'm going yeah, to dethrone. Yeah, I'm going to dethrone Mixon out of respect for Christian McCaffrey and who he is as a football player. He is a PPR legend in the running back position. He does get a 49ers defense that is pretty good, but CMC is the best weapon on that offense by far and just like we said earlier baker mayfield is leading the league in batted balls against the line of scrimmage so expect him to throw horizontally more to mccaffrey i mean let's just see mccaffrey had how many targets last week nine nine bro he had nine so that's i mean that's solid wide receiver two if not wide receiver one target volume oh yeah and so add that to he could get 10, 12, 14 rush attempts on top of that. A lot of upside to score. If anybody's going to score on that team, it's McCaffrey. I'm going CMC. Yeah, it seemed like uh, all year Baker didn't know CMC could be a catching running back. And yeah. he finally figured out, oh, I can pass to this guy who's eight yards to my right and yeah. he'll get me like 30 yards. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, if they can stick to that game plan, then I would go with CMC too. Yeah. And Baker looked at his stats. He's like, I threw for 250 yards yeah. today. <laughs> like, yeah. What? He's like, no, I ran for 240 of it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's great. And last one, bonus round, real quick. Just because he's the king right now, we all fuck it. We all love him. Saquon Barkley or CMC? Top of your head. I'm going to go with CMC here. I think okay. he's going to score more than Saquon Barkley. I mean, the Giants are traveling to London. They're playing an early game at 930 in the morning, Eastern time. Does that come into effect? Maybe. I mean, I know they're not like landing on Sunday, so he'll probably have some time to adjust. But I just think that CMC, if he keeps getting those PPR points, he's going to score more points than Barkley. Barkley's the clear bell cow. He's going to get tons of rushing attempts but CMC is going to be more involved in the passing game, and that's why he's going to score more than Saquon Barkley. Sounds like we have a king of the roster, Paul. We have a king of the roster, and that's Christian McCaffrey. I wish I knew his middle name. I would have called him Christian Michael McCaffrey. He's your king of the roster. <laughs> yes. That Good for CMC. him. Hey, if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you could be very happy this week because me and Paul both think he's going to be the running back one of week yeah. five. Absolutely. This is a great episode, by the way, Paul. Dude, this is great. This is, yeah. All right, guys, moving on to our last segment we'll get into some real detail on. This is what we call the lock of the week. Locks of the week. Yeah, locks of the week. Very important, locks of the week. Locks of the week. Your perfect Asiago bagel toast with cream cheese. Smoked salmon on it. That locks. Oh, yeah, a good old Philly roll for the sushi lovers out there. Yeah. I don't know what it is, Paul. We have tons of food puns for our segments, and I'm not complaining. Dude, food is great. Food we is got, great. We got filet or flank on Monday episodes. We got hot potato, rotten tomato, locks of the week. Yeah. <laughs> but, John, why don't you start us off with your locks of the week? This guy who you are guaranteeing is going to have a big game. So, if I had a gun to my head and someone was like, 
you have to tell me who the best guaranteed player that's going to score a lot of points this week. Who would I pick? Yep, that's essentially what's happening. All right, I'm going to go with the wide receiver position here. He's finally going to come back to that week one performance that he had. Jamar Chase is playing against the Ravens, who have let up a lot of big – I know I feel like I've said this three times. I'm sorry. It's okay. Pour it but on. They, they've let up a lot of big plays this year. Tyreek Hill and Waddle are the names that come to my mind right away. Mm. Um, can you think of any others, Paul? No, I'm still sad about that Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle game. Jamar Chase is going to have his game of the year. The Ravens are also 0-2 at home. I'm sorry, Paul. I keep repeating myself with the That's okay. stats. But yeah, gun to my head, I'm going to say Jamar Chase. He's going to have a game. <clears throat> I agree with you. I think Jamar is going to be back like he never left, especially against a Ravens defense of mine that is constantly miscommunication constantly miscommunicating on the back end of the defensive line. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamar Chase scores two 50-plus yard touchdowns. And so. I would love that because I am an owner. Yes. So I agree with you. I think you're right. So with mine, John, I decided to go with the running back position. And just off the top of your head, do you know who leads the running back position in a half-point PPR leagues right now? I'm not in any half PPR leagues. Second in full PPR. But if I had to guess, it would be I'm sure, so it's someone who doesn't get a lot of PPR. Miles Sanders? No. It's actually Nick Chubb. That Nick makes Chubb. a lot more sense. Okay. He's having a great year this year. And it's funny, I was actually talking with somebody today about him. And we just got to talking. It's like Nick Chubb just constantly puts up RB1 numbers year in and year out. And every single year, we devalue him in the draft because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. So okay. he's constantly going the second or third round. And then as we were talking, he was like, you know what's funny? The owner of Chubb in my league has had him like four years in a row. He like always gets him. And then I was like, oh, my God, John, the Nick Chubb owner in our league has had him literally every year for four years. And it's like we just – Nick Chubb flies under the radar and gets drafted later than what his performance he puts up. And the only person who knows is the only person who's watching him score. And that's the Nick Chubb owner. So that's why I keep getting them. So I think that Nick Chubb has another immaculate week this week. I think that he's going to go crazy. They're playing the chargers, right? I'm I'm thinking of that correctly. Yeah. So he's playing the chargers who have been a shaky team. And Nick Chubb, I mean, you just can't tackle the guy. You just can't tackle him. He's a home run hitter. He's great between the tackles. He's a volume back. I got Nick Chubb. Lock him in, getting you at least 20 points this week. The fact that he continues to fall in the second round with those stats, it's like crazy. And we're still drafting Alvin Cook after it's been like three years since he's been the running back one. Dude, I know. We're still drafting him in top five position. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Oh, man. If only a podcast was able to create a big board in the off season and you could follow that big nerdy ones on YouTube and shit. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Top five draft pick next year. Who knows? Yeah. Wait for that coming soon. Wait (laughs) for that coming soon. But yeah, we're going to have to set a reminder the day before our draft. We need to listen to this episode again and be like, Oh my God. Okay. Shit. I should draft Nick Chubb in the late first round. Right, right. (laughs) And then you know what, you know what happens when we do that, right? Yeah, then you're drafting Nick Chubb like second overall. Yeah, ultimate drop off season for Nick Chubb. I missed it. Oh man, minute late and a dollar short. Oh, you kill it with these metaphors, dude. Thank you. All right, so that concludes our segments that we're going to go into major detail. So now, as we always kind of wind down the episode, we're going to hit you with a couple rapid rounds. So. These rapid rounds, I don't know what John wrote. John doesn't know what I wrote. It's just completely off the top of your head. You can watch. I'm going to take my phone, and I'm going to throw it over there. Not going to look up any Wait, why stats. Why are we doing this? Why are we I'm, doing just, I'm just not going to look up any stats. I'm just not going to. Yeah. Just completely off the top of my head. All right. All right, John. You want to start off? You want me to start off? You can start off. Okay. So, Joe Mixon or Jonathan Taylor finish with more points per game. I'll go with Joe Mixon here. I'm not trusting the Jonathan Taylor movement 
I think Joe Mixon is going to show more consistency than Jonathan Taylor. So the only way that Jonathan Taylor can score more points per game is if he has he hits like that higher ceiling more than Joe Mixon. But we're going to start to see more Mixon performances than Taylor, especially because Taylor's dealing with some injuries right now. Dude, I love all this Joe Mixon hype because I drafted him in the first round. The volume's always been there. I love it. I agree with you. I think we've seen we've seen four weeks worth of JT, and it hasn't been great. Yeah. All right. Sam Darnold will be the quarterback one on the Panthers by the end of the season. <sighs> yes or no? I'm going to go no. And for the simple reason is because Sam Darnold is a can of tuna. Like, he is just – he's not good. And I don't know how many free passes we're going to give a guy who just constantly shows us that he's not good. Baker Mayfield, for whatever you want to say about him, he did lead the Browns to the playoffs. He has at least shown that talent is there somewhere deep inside, behind all that ego, maybe somewhere. But I think that Baker finishes the season, a bad season, but still finishes the season atop the depth chart down there in Carolina. So if Sam Darnold comes out with a little spark, like they're obviously going to just ride that train. And then I can see it being like the Panthers have no playoff contention. They're just going to be like, fuck it. We'll keep Sam Darnold in, I guess. There's such a yeah. weird QB controversy there. It's like a quarterback controversy with all bad quarterbacks. <laughs> as opposed to like what we normally see where it's like Jimmy G or fucking what's his Trey, name? Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance or Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. Like those are like two like average quarterbacks at the time. And this is just like, who do we start? The turkey, yeah. the turkey sub or the ham sub? Yeah. The turkey and cheese with shit on it or the ham and cheese with shit on it? Which one do you want? They're both shit sandwiches. So I'm going to just say Sam Darnold starts like the last couple games on the Panthers. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, we got nothing else to do. Let's put Sam Darnold in. And then right. like literally three hours later, Matt rules. Yeah. I remember why we didn't start him in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. All right, that was a good one, John. That was a good one. Thank you. So, sticking with quarterbacks, Geno Smith or Jared Goff most likely to finish as a top 10 quarterback? Jared Goff because he has a much more high-powered offense. Yeah. And he's looking pretty consistent this year. I mean, Geno Smith has some really cool stats, but it's like just a smaller sample size. So, they're really trying to make Geno Smith seem like a very good quarterback. He'll come down to earth eventually. I don't think he has the endurance to play a full season like Jared Goff does. And yep. staying healthy is one of the biggest factors in finishing in that top 10 of your position. So Jared Goff wins that as well. Yeah. No, I agree with you. My gut says Jared Goff. But Geno Smith, I mean, that's no knock on Geno. He has been playing well this year. He really has. All right. This is my last rapid round. Kind of a fun one has to do with the current events that are happening along in the NFL. I'm sure you've heard what has happened to Tom Brady's love life. Oh, I have, bud. I have. So now that Tom Brady is a bachelor again, <laughs> does he play? Does he play another season? <laughs> this is so funny. That dude. This is so funny. Did you have I, that in the question too? No, no. Uh, but that's hilarious. I think that Tom Brady is just going to refuse to quit the NFL until he wins another Super Bowl ring so that he can knock on Giselle's door and be like, I told you it was worth it. I told you. If you just waited. If he's got like one arm, like a bunch of bruised eyes. He's like, I'd win it. I could do it. So <laughs> I think, because, you know, a lot of dynasty owners are say they draft. Maybe you had a startup league like a year or two ago and you drafted Tom Brady. You probably spent a pretty high pick on him. Like, you're probably upset hearing that, one, he retired for this year, and then you were happy he came back, but then he said he's only playing one more year. So yeah. now that he's single and you're a dynasty owner of Tom Brady, do you have some high hopes? Dude, you're popping champagne right now. You're popping yeah. champagne in the club. You are thrilled. You are going on, You are DMing Tom Brady city boys for life. You're like yeah. you're DMing her. She broke you up. Like, it's nuts. No, so I you think, think this? Yeah, I think Tom plays another year. <sighs> I don't know. I can. I want to think that he will. I think he's. I think he's gonna call it because he knows he can make just as much money in the sports commentator booth. So I think he's just like fuck it. I can make just as much money 
if not more. Probably more. more. But then the question comes down to it, John, is what is Giselle necessarily mad at? Is she mad that he's putting himself out there for injury or is she mad that he's traveling a lot? Because if he's a commentator, he's going to be traveling just as much. Yeah, he he probably will have the advantage to be at home. I mean, if they were still together, he would have the advantage to stay at home longer being the commentator because he's not like traveling with a team. Like essentially you can show up to the stadium or maybe the night before Saturday night, as opposed to when you're with your team, you're traveling on Thursdays or Fridays. Quick little extra rapid round. What girl does Tom Brady smash first? (laughs) Does he he go back to Giselle or does he find another random girl? And how soon Paul over under, over under one year, Tom Brady has a new girlfriend. I think if the divorce sticks, I think that. Well, let her. Let me word it this way. I think that Tom and Giselle are going to figure things out. This just turns into some emotional podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. No, like he's actually a really good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He should be home with the kids more. Yeah. But I think of anything. I mean, Tom Brady is many things, but I, he seems like a family man. He seems like that kind of guy. So I don't think that he's going to be running around with some like 22 year old thought like immediately. Yeah. Uh, I think that he'll definitely be respectful for his kids and like what they're probably going through. So Tom Brady, class guy. That's what I'm going to go with. I don't right. think, I don't think he dates anybody if the divorce sticks. That's going to be a really tough one to top. I mean, that's the best rapid round question of the year. That's, Thank you. That's amazing. So mine isn't even close to that, but I just have to ask, do I get my first win this week? Oh, who are you playing? <laughs> Fuck, I need my phone for this. I'm playing Elwell. Elwell's team has been surprisingly low scoring. He's been getting very lucky. He actually has... The lowest points for in our league. So, yes, Paul, you will get your first win of the week. Yes. You'll be one and four. You will probably be in 11th place. But yeah. your, your points four is really going to help you out here. So, just keep scoring those points. Don't worry about the win-loss right now. No panic trades. No, no panic trades. George Pickens for Derek Carr or whatever you did. Dude, my hands were tied. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Paul, you're going to get it this week, dude. I got faith Paul. in you. I always like to see my roommates lose in fantasy too. Yeah, I love that. Especially I love Walter, the dude. We need Walter to lose, dude. Where he came out of nowhere, he was like the laughing stock of the league, and now he's just like drafting awesome teams left and right. Like he had he's had a good two years, so we got to give credit where credit's yeah. due. He started off rough, just like me, but we've had quite the the tide change in our league. We've had a lot of the juggernauts fall down to the bottom part of the standings, and a couple guys that have been a little shaky over the last couple of years finally start to make playoff pushes. Yeah, it's a new era. It's a new era. Yes, it is. Awesome. All right. Well, John, before we kind of close this bad boy out, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to talk about? Yeah. Make sure you set your alarm if you're on the East Coast for at least 9 o'clock so that you can get up to date with any injuries of the games because there was a lot of the first London game always causes some controversy in leagues. Guys, I didn't know Kamara was out. Can I sub him? And some leagues say no. Some leagues say yes. Bobby, being on the West Coast, had to set his alarm for 6 a.m. in order to catch that. And let's be honest, on a Sunday and the way that Bob parties on Saturdays, <laughs> no, he's not waking up. So Bob he's just getting to sleep. He's just getting to sleep. <laughs> Luckily, Bob was able to contact his opposing team manager first and asked if he would be okay if he subbed Kamara for someone else. And then we brought it to a league discussion, and we all agreed that we were okay with it. And honestly, I would want you guys to do that to me. So that's why I voted yes. Yeah. Now, we also had another guy who said, I started Michael Thomas. Can I sub him out? And I was about to say yes until I realized he was ruled out on fucking Friday. (laughs) I'm like, no, dude, that's on you, bro. Yeah, dude. Good try. I mean, good yeah. try. And I won my league because of that. I won by .02 points. There you go. Yes. There that's you a, go. That's a fifth of a rushing yard. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I agree. If Bob wasn't on the West Coast, I would have been like, no, dude, it's 930 in the morning. Wake up and look at your thing. But be, being on the West Coast, we'll give him a pass. And plus, he's our good pal. He does this podcast with us. Well, that concludes our fourth episode. Yeah. Our fourth episode. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening and making all the way over here. Please remember that you can follow us on TikTok. Make sure you follow us on Apple Music and on Spotify. You can get our podcast on both streaming services. We really appreciate it. Any kind of feedback, any kind of comments, feel free to message us on TikTok. Feel free to leave some comments on our videos. We do post daily content on TikTok. So we would love to hear from you. If it's good, if it's bad, who cares? Just let us know. But we really appreciate it, guys. Thanks again for listening. Until the next time. Good luck in everyone in week five. Yep, and remember, we don't root for injuries. We don't oh, root yeah. for injuries. No, we're rooting for zero injuries this week.